Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Massive Attack podcast. I'm Joe and with me as always is Mitch. And g'day. And we're continuing with our A to Z, getting closer to the end. Very close. And now we are up to the letter V. V. What could we possibly do for V? Well, there's lots of things we looked at for possibilities for V. Vodka. Yes. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. (laughs) But no. Volkswagens. We could have, yes. Did you ever have one? No. No, neither do we. I don't think I've ever been in one. Oh, I've been Maybe. in a Beetle. Have I? I don't know. No. Hmm. I don't, Glad I we don't. did do Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever set foot in a Volkswagen. Mm. So there you go. Right, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next month. <laughs> no, enough about not being Volkswagens. Now, interestingly, we are going to do something from our youth Ooh. that flows into today. Ooh. And going back and looking at the research for this, I've realised I know a lot less about today's topic than I thought I did. Oh, so we're going back to our youth. We are. Are we talking on a TV show? We are. A cartoon? Yes, it is. Japanese cartoon? Uh, yes. About five... Vehicles, yes, that join together and make a giant robot. You're on track. And there's two main guys who pilot the vehicles. Yep. And there's a girl. Yeah. And the little kid. Yeah, exactly. And a big fat guy. Uh, yeah, a real big. So fat we're guy. talking about Voltus Five. Uh, no, no, oh. we're not talking about Voltus Five. W- what are we talking about then? We're talking about Voltron. What the fuck? That sounds just like Voltus Five. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> so what came first? Voltus Five. I thought so. Yeah, 1977. Well, Voltron mm. came out in 1984, but it was originally a Japanese cartoon before that, and it was made by the Toei Corporation. They're a bit Toei. Well, they are. A bit horny. They're famous oh. for doing a lot of Japanese anime. Okay. Uh, something that I'm very fond of is the Tiger Mask cartoons. They did both the new version of Tiger Mask W and the original Tiger Mask cartoon back in the 60s and the second version in the 80s. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, they also did the Kanikuman, the Ultimate Muscle cartoon, uh-huh. and Dragon Ball. Mm. So yes, but it's a joint venture between them and an American company called World Events Promotions, who basically did a few of these Japanese-type cartoons dubbed into English from Similar Americans. to what we talked about in um, Transformers a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Where they go over there and find these products and or videos, or they go over and they see what they've got available, and they go, oh, yeah, we'll bring that over and redub it, or do what we have to do to turn it into a show here. The well, beauty of the Japanese stuff is there's like 52 episodes, generally a season. So if they buy it, they've got plenty of episodes to go. What's the magic number for syndication? Is it like 65 you need to be syndicated? 60 or 70 or something. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, World Events Promotions also went on to make Saban Riders, which again was a Japanese cartoon that they've dubbed into English, and another one called Star Sheriff. But they also made their very own show, which was Denver the Last Dinosaur, mm-hmm. which I remember being a bit shitful. It's a lot shitful. Yeah. Yeah. But the story goes that the producers from World Events Promotions were actually wanting to get a cartoon from Japan. And they, Japan. Japan. And they wrote to them or rang them up or something. So I they know rang Tom Waits? Well, he's big in Japan, yeah. yes. But the story goes, they, they rang the people at Toei Animation and they went, we really like the one with the lion. Can you send us the tapes? Yeah, they originally wanted a, a, a Japanese cartoon called Japanese Future Robot Dal- Dalatentis, I think it is. Mm. So, yeah, they rang up and they went, we want the one with the lions. And the people at Toei didn't speak very good English at the time. And they sent them a different anime, Beast King Go Lion. Which we all know as Lion Force Voltron. Yeah, which was the original first season of Voltron. So what they did is they took them, took the, the animation, they cut out a few of the more violent adult-type bits. Like death. 
Yeah. Yeah. And they made some of the bad guys into robots and they dubbed it into English and created Voltron. But they didn't only just buy. Now, we are talking about Lion Force Voltron right now, which people know as the five lions that made a robot. But there was also Vehicle Force Voltron, which came out as well. And they bought that at the same time. They actually bought three different cartoons that they were put together and they were going to release the three series and called them Voltron. But they got them out of order. Like, yeah. Vehicle Force Voltron was meant to be the first one, but they end up getting it wrong and putting the Lion Force Voltron out first. And that became a massive, massive success. Yeah. And to the point where no one gave a shit about Vehicle Force Voltron. And going back and watching it now, I don't really remember Vehicle Force Voltron from when I was a kid, but watching it now, it was like, well, it's kind of all over the place. Well, that's the problem, because they were rewriting stories and yeah. tying things together. They were two different cartoons, and they would try and tie them together that, like, Pidge, one of the characters, his brother was on the other show, because it's like, oh, yeah, that's my brother. And there was a, they were trying to put loose connections between the two. They did end up doing a um, two-episode sort of linking together where they just reused animation from two episodes. And, and they did actually create new animation to join it together just at the end to have both Voltrons fighting together against a road beast. But it's a bit of a mess. And, I mean, there are hipsters out there who are vehicle force, you know, Voltron fans, you know, over Lion Force. And I was one of those hipsters. I was because I loved it at the time because it had all the, so many different vehicles. Going back and watching it, it's a bit shit. There's just too many vehicles, though, I think. They're ugly vehicles, too, now. Look, the, the, the red ship that goes on the chest, that's the only cool one. And I don't know how recently you've watched the uh, Vehicle Team Voltron. I found the voices... are terrible. And they, they, don't, they do not suit at all. No, None of them. and I found them in that sort of casual racist sort of way. There's a, a very Indian-sounding, dark-skinned guy oh. that has the... More stereotypical racist yeah, Indian didn't type. that one. Yeah. But you've got Optimus Prime as a human and it doesn't work. No, and I, I thought that too. Peter Cullen should only ever play robots or donkeys. Yeah, because it just looked wrong. Because you've got this dude in a suit who's like the commander and he's talking. It's like, that voice is just not you. Hmm. And it took them so long to form up and become Voltron because there were so many well, of the robot little chickens. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I think maybe we've jumped a little and we should go back to the original series of Voltron. Okay. We'll do what we normally do on the podcast and we'll sort of talk about how we first came across Voltron. Now, I don't remember exactly, but I'm sure this was on the ABC in that sort of 5, 5.30 sort of time slot. Can't remember. I think so. Yeah. Must have been. And it, I get very confused with Battle of the Planets because very similar concept. They've taken a, a Japanese cartoon. Stereotypical same, two guys, girl, young kid, fat guy. Yep. Mm. Yeah, slightly retarded kid on Battle of the Planets. Yeah. But even the costumes looked almost the same as the guys on Battle of the Planets. So I don't know Vault if... Vault the same. Yeah? Well, that's, that's just very of, yeah. similar. I mean, you go even up to modern day Power Rangers, it's the same. The same concept, five formed together, same sort of outfits. It's colour coding. Hmm. Even Star Blazers are similar. Maybe it's a very Japanese anime thing. I, say, I dare It so. must be. But yeah, so anyway, I, I'm sure it was in that sort of same sort of ilk. Yep. And I, I'm sure I watched it when I was a kid, but going back and I've watched a few episodes of the first Lion Force season, and I don't remember much of it at all. I'm the same. Like, it's like, I'm, I remember this. I, I grew up watching this. This is fine. And I remember, like, with my geek dudes, the other podcast I do it with, Fresh on that show, has the toys for Voltron and the remastered ones they bought out a couple of years ago and everything. And it's like, who's that Sven character? <laughs> I didn't know there was a Sven. There's a, there was a Sven who died. Well, Sven's from season three when they went back to... 
the lions rather than the vehicle force because I actually watched an episode of that as well. I randomly just went onto one of the streaming cartoon sites online and I watched a couple of episodes from season one, a couple of episodes from the season two vehicle force and then uh, one episode from season three and Sven was in season three. Mm. So I, I think maybe if I'd have watched more, I would have found out more of his story, but yeah. yeah but I had no idea that Sven was where Fresh talks about fondly about Voltron talking about this and that and this and it's like, I'm sure I watched it when I was a kid, but I don't remember anything that you're talking about here. All I remember is them forming up, fighting a robeast, forming a blazing sword, chopping it in half, and that was pretty much every episode. And I think that's what I remember as well. Purely the animation of them, like, transforming and forming Voltron. And the, the what is it, the black line that becomes the head and he yells out, and I'll, I'll form, form the, the head. head. It's I don't know if that's purely for the fact that it's been parodied so much, so Robot Chicken and a couple of other things have done it. Or whether it is something that's just ingrained oh, in my it's head in every from episode, when I was a kid. and it's yeah. it's the main bit. That's what you get excited when you watch it because from memory, every episode was they'd go out, they'd do their bit, monster would come along, got to get made big, so they're fighting it as the lions separately. Then it's sort of like, oh no, we have to join to form Voltron because they couldn't do it without doing it instead of just tr- tr- becoming Voltron at the start. Yeah, they always try. Then they get sort of pushed to their back, and then it's sort of like, okay, let's form the blazing sword. They form the blazing sword, chop the monster in half. That's it. That's it. it seemed to be every plot. But I watched a couple of episodes in research for this, and they weren't all like that. No. And there was a little bit different. It's like, oh, the, I, I thought it was a very simple show from memory, but it, it wasn't as simple as I remember. I think maybe because we were younger at the time when we watched it, we tend to remember the action bits rather than. Yeah, the forming the, of the yeah, Ultraman exactly. are awesome. The, That's what you look forward to. And we didn't really you know, pick up on the, the development of the characters. Yeah, so I really didn't know a lot about this at all, which is interesting. Where I, you know, for for years without until they sort of we had access to watching them again, I did like the vehicle one more because it reminded me of Voltus Five, which I'm going to go back to my history now because <laughs> it was a video at the video library that I used to hire every school holidays when my cousins would come over and we watched this Voltus Five, and it was a movie or a pilot or whatever it was, and it was essentially the same thing but from '78, but it was. Vehicles that joined together made a giant robot. They form a giant sword at the end, which they use to kill the giant robot that they're fighting every time. And then when Voltron came out, to me, it was just like, what's this poor man's Voltus V? But going back and watching the animation of Voltus V is terrible. You know, it's seven years difference. But So maybe I got confused. Maybe I'm thinking Voltus V when I think back of Voltron. I mean, I know what Voltron looks like, but as far as plot and everything goes, maybe I watch Voltus V more. I think I've got a copy of it on VHS. I bought it as next rental at some point. Okay. Well, you've mentioned Voltus 5 before, so I have tried to find it online. And I think I've only been able to find the intro is on YouTube mm-hmm. and a couple of the cartoon streaming sites had a couple of episodes, but I couldn't find anywhere that had a full season like you can yep. with Voltron. So, yes. But I, I can't remember the exact amount of episodes, but there was a lot of episodes. Well, there's in- 52 in the... Was it Go Go Lion, Robo Go Lion, or whatever? Yep. Whether that's what they bought over and translated, or they might have dropped a few here and there, I'm not sure. Yeah, but obviously there was a bit of love for Voltron because they did do a few seasons in the 80s, mm-hmm. and it kind of went away for a little while, and then they tried to reboot it in the 90s in and a wow. series called Voltron The Third Dimension. And have you seen this? I went back and watched the, the pilot episode, so series yeah, okay. one, episode one. Do you want to talk about it? I didn't think it was as bad as everyone says it is. It looked is. terrible. It looked like a, a balloon artist made the, the <laughs> creatures. The animation is shocking. You know the blue film clip by Eiffel 65? It's better animation than the Do you think, I, I oh, didn't think it was, it was that bad. I thought it was terrible. I, I thought the 
This is is early 90s CG animation too, so it's pretty bad. It's actually late 90s. I think it came out in like 96 or 98 or something like that. You sure? Well, I've got 98 written in my notes here. Oh, God, it's terrible. Okay, fair enough. But I I thought the voices were pretty good and I thought the story wasn't bad. And I I did like the animation of how they formed Voltron and then, again, the animation of how he turned the the flaming sword on. I I thought it was good. Like, I, I really... As I said, I've only watched one episode, but I can't see why everyone complained about how bad it was. Oh, it's just, it's terrible. Like I, again, I thought it was better than Vehicle Force Voltron. Okay, I mean that's fair enough. But yes, well that that didn't last terribly long. I think it made one season. It did, did make one two? season. Yeah. yeah, and then we got another one back to back to hand drawn animation with Voltron Force in 2011. Yeah, and I, I don't think I've seen any of this one I've either. I've not seen any of that either. Like I remember sort of when it came out. And I think I don't know. If I, I I don't remember any toys coming out, but this way because for those who do remember there was five different colored lines that formed Voltron now the black line will always form the body and the head right red line was the right arm green line was the left and blue and yellow were the legs yeah now in Voltron force they can actually form it in different ways they could actually all form the body or all form the head for different reasons I don't know Okay, I didn't know that either. But yeah, and I think Third Dimension had stealth, which one of them had a stealth version, which was like they all sort of went black with different coloured highlights as opposed to bright coloured sort of things. But it was just like... Not in the episode I saw, but I think one of the seasons as well, the coloured uniforms that they were wearing didn't match up oh, with the, the lines. My that, OCD yeah. kicks in so bad. It's just like... Yeah, because Sven was the original leader and then he disappeared and came back. So he was in black and he was in black line. Keith was in red. Um, Lance was in blue. Princess was in pink. There's no pink lion. <laughs> Hunk was in orange, but he was in yellow. Yeah, and it was just. And then when Sven died, Lance went up to. He went to red. Keith went to to black. So they they didn't change outfits, but they stayed in the colours. It was all very confusing. And I, because I, obviously I don't remember because I'm sitting there recording Geek Dudes and Freshest Toys are sitting there. It's like, why is he orange? Yeah. Well, hang on, which which lion was that one in? Why is red in black? It was. I don't like it. And they did fix that. I'll give the full credit to Third Dimension for that. They matched up. I'll give them that. Hmm. But apart from that, yeah, it was pretty bad. Speaking of toys, Matchbox actually did release a series of toys back in 1984 to coincide with the original Lion Voltron with six-inch figures and Voltron robots that could transform into the big Voltron. Mm-hmm. And I do remember seeing these toys when I was a kid, but obviously I wasn't a huge Voltron fan, so I didn't shell out for them because yep. I think they were actually pretty expensive as toys go. Well, are they plastic or metal? What I think they were die cast, okay. being the fact that they're matchbox. I, think I remember they were- my, again, my cousins always seemed to have the good toys. They had Voltron and I played with their Voltron. I don't know if I was too <laughs> old. <laughs> I don't know if I was too old to get into it. I just, my parents didn't love me enough to buy me one. I can't remember. Obviously not remembering the show, I'm thinking I didn't like it enough. Maybe, no, 84 you would have only been 10, so you wouldn't have been too old to play with them. I don't know why, but they had it and I didn't. Hmm. Did we get it in 84? I don't know. I, I I'm not sure. Later. So anyway, I, I do remember playing with the toys and they were pretty fucking kick-ass. I do remember that. Yeah, I remember the toys being good, but I don't remember where I would have played with them, but I, I think I'm sure one of my friends but had them. like I said, I sit there recording Geek Dudes every fortnight, and there's a cabinet that I stare at as I record that Fresh has the original Voltron toy in it, and it looks pretty naff nowadays, but in 1984 or 86, it would have been the fucking shiznit. Yeah. But they re-released it about five, six years ago through Maddie Collectors or someone like that. Uh, 2011, that would have been. And it is awesome. 
It is absolutely amazing, this soy. And, yeah, I covered it every foot. <laughs> I look at that going, that's pretty cool. Well, just going by what I've written in my notes here, the Matty Collector's one actually converts to a 23-inch Voltron it's figure. Massive, so it would be and pretty it big. it looks great. Where the other one, you look at it and it's a bit wrong. Mm. Like you go, oh, you're not quite right. But this one looks like the cartoon. You know, this looks like it should, and it's massive. Well, it has had quite a few releases of the toys. In 1998, when Voltron Third Dimension came out, they actually brought out a couple of variations of the Voltron from that as toys. That was brought out by Trendmasters. Mm-hmm. who is now not a toy company anymore. They've gone out of business. Oh. Maybe people weren't buying the Voltron and that's what cost them. Or a little bit after that as well, 2005, they released a Masterpiece Voltron, which sold for $149 US at the time, which is probably quite a bit yes. more now. Yes, yes. And, yeah, that was an all-plastic rather than being die-cast. But, yeah, and they also brought out a, a 25th anniversary version of it later on as well. But now we kind of fast-forward to where we are in 2017. Yeah. And, obviously, there's a lot of love for Voltron because they have made a new season of Voltron yep. on Netflix. And there is Bandai Toys in Japan have brought out some pretty good-looking figures for that as Japan? well. Japan? Just go to your local toy world. Well, exactly. But Bandai Japan are the people that... Yes. And they're pretty damn good figures. Yeah, I've, I've seen them a few times and thought, wow, that's a good looking figure. And they make a really nice robot when you yeah. put them together. And I'm like, I want it. The black line's $70, I think, and the individual lines around the 40 mark. So you put it all together, it adds up to about 160, 200 bucks nearly. Yeah, so that's pretty pricey just for something that you probably aren't going to play with. You're probably just going to sit it on your shelf. God, it'll look good on the shelf. Mm. It's a really nice, it's a really good cartoon too. I actually watch it. I have Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's a production with Netflix and DreamWorks and it's really, really good. Yeah, so we might as well talk about that for a little bit now because I've watched a couple of episodes, but initially when it came out in 2016, it didn't grab me straight away. But then you said I should have stuck with it because Voltron doesn't turn up straight away and that's probably what my issue was. But it does have quite a good pedigree as far as the makers of the the show itself. So as you said, it's a a co-production between Netflix and DreamWorks Animation and the showrunners on the on the actual program itself. Joaquim, Joaquim, how do you pronounce that word? Joaquim. Joaquim Dos Santos, who had worked previously on the Justice League Unlimited and Legend of Korra. Yep. Which, again, I've never seen Legend of Korra, but it's one of those things that gets mentioned a lot for being a Yeah, very which is good a, the sequel to The Last Airbender. Yeah. And they have huge raps on that show. Hmm. Well, it was co-showrunned between Dos Santos and Lauren Montgomery, who directed a lot of the DC animated features. Okay. Uh, did a couple of the Wonder Woman ones, and she also did Superman Batman Apocalypse. Uh-huh. So, there, yeah, there's a, quite a pedigree there as far as good cartoons. Yep. And I, as much as I say it didn't grab me straight away, I really do like the animation oh, style. it's beautiful. Yeah. And I probably should make the effort to go back and watch some more. Because it's worth it. it's now been picked up. I don't think it's the third season. I think they split the second season into well, two parts. Well, technically, fourth season just started a couple of weeks ago. Okay, so I'm a little bit behind on but that But they split well, the seasons yeah. into halves. But, yeah, it's doing well enough to get you know, four seasons, toys, and quite a buzz. Well, that's the problem it. with Netflix is we don't know ratings. We don't know how it translates. Because, I mean, I love the Green Lantern cartoon that came out a couple of years ago. But they never had toys that go with it. And they cancelled it because toy sales were bad. It's like, but you didn't release any toy sales. How do you... 
It's like, I don't, mm. it's, these sort of shows are weird. Now, that's the beauty of Netflix when it's sort of like, well, we believe in this product or, and we can put the money into it. And you've got someone like DreamWorks involved, so therefore they've got the clout behind it. And then you go and do make toys that are good. Yep. Maybe that helps keep those shows on the ground. I don't know. Now, I'm not overly familiar with how DreamWorks setup is now, though. But I think they may have a DreamWorks television and a DreamWorks movie. Oh, DreamWorks have got their own section. animation division, I think, because there's Dino Trucks as DreamWorks as well. Yeah, and so is the Dragon Riders of Burke or Defenders of oh, Burke okay, and all that yeah. sort of stuff, which is the offshoot from the How to Train Your Dragon. But as I said, yeah, I'm not sure if they have their own sort of animation group that does the movies and another group that does the television. But yeah, going back to what I said before, the, the animation on Voltron is kick ass. And it's well written. Well acted. It's got yep. Reese Darby doing the voice of a character, and he's fantastic. Yeah, other than Reese, it does have a lot of famous voiceover type people and a couple of you know, big name actors. But yeah, as I said, like looking back, I have memories of Voltron, but going over the research, I've realised that yeah, I'm a bit of a Voltron novice. Yeah, totally. I, I like the toy, and I like the visual, and that's where it ended, I realised. It was good to go back, not third dimension. Yeah, but I, I have been watching the latest series, the Netflix series, and that's been great, and trying to get my son into it. And it's interesting because I had a T-shirt with Voltron on it. And he's like, oh, who's that? And it's like, Voltron, I'll show you. So I showed him the new episodes and he wanted to watch more. He had no idea what was going on, but it looked pretty enough. And then I showed him some old episodes and some of the ones I showed him was like, no, nah, I don't want to watch this. Can we watch something else? Yeah. And then I watched him one. I showed him another 84 episode the other day and he loved it. And he wanted to watch that the next day. It was okay. the, the same episode. Like it was sort of like, okay, so we did like the older ones for whatever reason, maybe because you got Voltron more. Because the thing with the new one is it's, it's a really good storyline, but Voltron's not a factor as far as five lines joining together and forming Voltron doesn't happen every episode. Yeah, and I think that's in the early series, Voltron itself was a character in itself, whereas in the new one, it's a lot more about the development of the human characters. Yeah, and the storyline. And they've changed the green one from a girl to a boy to a girl. Yes, but only halfway through the season or later in the season where it's sort of like, oh my God, she was a girl all along. She was pretending to be a boy, but yeah. yes. Okay. It was funny because in the episode I showed my son but the old one, there's Pidge sitting there with no top on at one point. It's going, oh, this is just weird now. <laughs> Pidge is a girl now, but he wasn't then, but it was like very confusing. Hmm. Hmm. It does make sense because the gender balance was way off, so hmm. they, they probably needed a, a female character thrown in there. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, that, that's probably a... Nice. Yeah, when well, we suggested, we, well, it was funny because we suggested this guy, and yeah, we know Voltron. We'll talk about Voltron for a bit. And then we've come to record and we're like, we don't know shit. We, we know shit about Voltron. So, yeah, I, I'm sure there is a lot more to Voltron that, that we could have discussed, but we, we don't know as much as we think we know. No. But anyway, that that's our take it's on just Voltron. It's fucking cool. He looks awesome. Yes. I love the joining of robots together, like Devastator and Transformers or Predator King. And I'm so tempted. So many times I've nearly bought online. There's a Thomas the Tank like set of five trains that you can merge together to make a giant robot out of all these Thomases. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I'm sure that never happened in the real Thomas. No, it didn't, but I wanted to. <laughs> it's just cool. It's just such a, I don't know. It's just such toys. Toys are awesome. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing. I think the toys are always better than the cartoon. And I, I think this is the sort of antithesis of the whole Transformers being an ad for the toys. The, the toys for Voltron didn't come out until after the cartoon was already a thing. Mm. So it, it was never really an integrated, the way Transformers and He-Man or anything like that is, where they kind of had the idea of the toy and went, hey, somehow write this into the show. Yeah. It was more that the show was there and then they created the, the toys from that. But, yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a precursor to Power Rangers yes. and all those multiple versions because it's the same team of five super ninjas that become a robot. Yeah. And I, ne I was obviously a lot older when Power Rangers came out, but I did have a vague interest. Like, it was a terrible show, 
and like the quality of the acting and the stories and everything. But I always dug the robots, and it was just that nostalgia, I think, for Voltus Five. It goes all the way back to that, where it's sort of like, that's kind of cool. And they're, they're big, giant fucking robots. How fucking awesome is that? That's why we, you know, we were so excited about Pacific Rim going giant fucking robots with the Hollywood budget. This is going to be awesome. But for some reason, it just didn't work for us. No, but we have yeah. a new one to rectify that. Maybe. I don't know. I still haven't watched the trailer, so I don't know if it's going to be good or not. It doesn't look awesome. Mm. Oh, well. All righty. Well, if you have any ideas of what we should have talked about for Voltron, you can drop us a line on our Facebook. We are facebook.com slash the Massive Attack Podcast. You can find us on our website, themapodcast.podbean.com, or we are the MA Podcast on Twitter. So, yes, since this is a shorter episode than normal, we will probably try and cram our next one in a little bit closer. And we are a bit slack, and this one is a little bit well, late. I was anyway. crew. Yeah, you were dying from man flu. Yeah. So, yes. So, apologies for the late episode, and we will try and get a couple out in quick succession. Yep. And until then, we will see you next time. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. The legend of Voltron, defender of the universe. A mighty robot, loved by good, feared by evil. As Voltron's legend grew, peace settled across the galaxy. On planet Earth, a galaxy alliance was formed. Together with the good planets of the solar system, they maintained peace throughout the universe. Until... A new horrible menace threatened the galaxy. Voltron was needed once more. This is the story of the super force of space explorers. Specially trained and sent by the Alliance to bring back Voltron. Defender of the universe. And I'll form the head. 